coach, teacher, podcaster, online business owner, and above all, I am constantly dreaming up ways to reimagine education. I provide teachers with tips, tricks, and strategies to transform their classrooms into learning hubs that are filled with creativity, innovation, and discovery. I hope to empower all teachers, no matter what subject they teach, to experiment with innovative learning models and lead their classrooms with 21st century skills. So let's learn and grow together as 21st century educators. This is the EdTech Classroom Podcast. Hello, everyone. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the EdTech Classroom Podcast. I am a podcast super fan. Now, this might not come as a huge surprise to you guys since I do host my own podcast, but it's true. I love podcasts. Now, my love for podcasts started out a few years ago when I discovered that I could use it as a professional development tool. So I started listening to other podcasters in my industry, other educators, teachers, ed tech coaches, And more recently, my love for podcasts has extended beyond using it as a PD tool. I listen to podcasts pretty much every single day. I listen to them as a news source. I listen to them for entertainment. And I know this is a hot topic. Some people love them. Some people hate them. But I also listen to true crime podcasts every now and then. Now, chances are, if you're listening right now, you're probably a podcast fan too. You know, maybe you listen to 5, 10, 20 podcasts. There's something that's just so special about a good podcast. And as a podcaster myself, I also think there's something so special for me where I feel like I'm really building a close relationship with my audience. So some of you guys know this, but I have a YouTube channel. I create video content for teachers. I have a pretty active Instagram account. I'm kind of all over the place on the internet for teachers. But the fact that you might be listening to this right now while you're doing laundry or you're cooking dinner or you're driving home from work, that's such a unique experience that only podcasting can really provide. There's this really neat relationship between podcaster and listener. Now, as podcasts have become increasingly more popular throughout the years among adults, there's also been a rise in the number of podcasts produced for kids. Now, no matter what grade level or subject you teach, I believe that you can use podcasts in your classroom with your students. So today's episode is all about how to use podcasts in your classroom. We're going to talk about strategies for using podcasts in your classroom. We're going to talk about some recommendations on how to find student-friendly podcasts. And I'm even going to share some of my go-tos for pretty much every single age level. I also want to add that if you're looking to do a podcast unit in your classroom, you know, a project where students actually write, record, and produce their own podcast, I have a really in-depth interview with Sarah Lev who's a TK teacher and PBL Works National faculty, who created a podcast with her TK students. I actually also released that episode that the students created on my podcast. So I'm going to have the interview linked and I'll also have the student produced show linked as well 
in the show notes for this episode in case you guys want to check it out. The episode with the interview is titled Episode 26, PBL in Early Childhood with Sarah Lev, TK Teacher and PBL Works National Faculty. And the episode that's produced by her students is called The Rainbow Builders Podcast, a podcast about space or something like that. I can't remember the exact name, but I'll have both of those linked in the show notes for you guys to check out after this episode if you're interested. So first, now that we've kind of gone over this intro, let's talk about the learning benefits of podcasts. There are tons and tons of learning benefits, but I'm just going to focus on the three main ones. So first we have building listening skills. This benefit, it might be the most obvious, but I think it's critical. Students can build and develop their listening skills by listening to podcasts. Second, we have developing agency. When listening to a podcast, students can develop agency. For example, a student might have the ability to choose an episode to listen to. Or a student might pause the episode along the way while they're listening to learn at their own pace. So there's this element of independence that comes with listening to podcasts. Agency is key in the classroom and sharing podcasts with students can help lead to the development of agency. Lastly, we have increasing student engagement. Many students are captivated by podcasts. Storytelling is powerful. We know this as teachers, and this medium really lends itself to high-quality storytelling. When listening to podcasts, many students are engaged, they're interested, and they're really eager to share their learning with others. I don't know if you've ever listened to a kid-friendly podcast before, but the storytelling is very engaging for kids. So those are my three main learning benefits of using podcasts with students. And before we dive into some strategies for using podcasts in the classroom, let's take a look at our EdTech Tool of the Week. EdTech Tool of the Week. Today's episode is all about podcasts, so today's EdTech Tool of the Week is very fitting. It's a podcast tool. Academic conversations start with listening. And ListenWise is here to bring real-world stories from public radio into the classroom. ListenWise is a website that's filled with public radio stories covering current and historical events. The ListenWise podcast library helps teachers bring high-quality podcasts, storytelling, and standards-aligned lessons to students. The site offers language arts history, science lessons, the range of topics is vast. When I was just quickly browsing, I saw topics like GMO foods, nuclear power in India. So ListenWise has a ton of different topics on there and it's great for boosting student engagement and getting students excited to learn through the powerful medium of podcasting and storytelling. With ListenWise, you can teach content through storytelling and audio and you can help students develop their listening skills. So check out ListenWise, let me know what you guys think, and let's get back into the episode. So now that we've evaluated some of the benefits of using podcasts in the classroom, we can now discuss strategies for actually implementing podcasts into your teaching and into your classroom. I'm going to start off by providing two different strategies and approaches that I found work for a lot of different teachers. So the first strategy we're going to cover is whole class listening. 
I've found that many teachers, regardless of grade level, start off using podcasts in their classroom by doing whole class listening. What this means is that the entire class listens to the same podcast together and at the same time. Whole class listening encourages discussion. So after listening to the episode, the entire class can engage in a discussion about the episode facilitated by the teacher. If you teach elementary age students, I recommend starting off with whole class listening. In doing so, I think that you as the teacher are going to be able to model what active listening looks like for your students. So I like to think of whole class listening as being somewhat similar to an in-class read aloud. Now, if you teach older students, you might benefit from whole class listening if you're wanting to really facilitate the conversation. So as the teacher, when you're doing whole class listening, you might occasionally pause the episode to ask questions. You could clarify certain points, or you can even give students the opportunity to write down key facts. So that's why I think that whole class listening can work for both of these different age groups. There's kind of two strategies within whole class listening that I think are great regardless of what uh, grade level you teach. So consider giving students a transcript of the episode if you're doing whole class listening. You know, most podcasts, they do share a transcript in the show notes. This is great for increasing accessibility. For my podcast, for example, I always have a link to the episode webpage that has a transcript of the episode. So if you do go with the whole class listening approach, I would recommend giving students a transcript of the episode. Again, this is really important for increasing accessibility. Next, we have our second strategy, which is independent listening. Now, while whole class listening is great for creating an environment that's filled with rich and in-depth discussion, I'm also pretty partial to the independent listening model. In the independent listening model, as the teacher, you can either give students the same episode to listen to, or you can give students choice around selecting a show or episode. So option two, this giving students choice, seems to work best with older students, whereas option one might appeal to all age groups. So for option number one, again, that's giving students the same episode to listen to. You might be wondering, how is this any different from whole class listening? So with option one, I recommend trying out a flipped classroom model. In a flipped classroom model, teachers can assign the podcast episode for homework and students can listen on their own time. Then, during class, students can engage in a discussion about the episode that they listened to. With option number two, there's student choice involved, right? You guys know I love student choice. So one strategy for incorporating student choice is to give students three to four options to choose from. So three to four episodes that they can choose from. So for example, you might want students to learn about space in the solar system. I don't know why, my mind always goes to the space example. Maybe it's because my elementary students are just really jazzed about space these days, but you might want to share different episodes, right? So let's say, let's go with this space example. You could share one episode about the Mars rover. You could share one about stars and another episode about Saturn's rings. Students can then select the episode 
that sounds the most interesting to them. What I like about this is that students are still getting that learning, right? They're still learning about space. They're still learning about the solar system. They're still getting those standards, but there's some choice involved where students can select the one that's the most interesting to them. You can also make independent listening even more open-ended by asking students to listen to any episode of a specific show. The amount of choice that you give your students, it really depends on your classroom needs. I'm always saying this, but you guys know your students the best. So do what makes sense for your classroom and for your students. Choice is kind of up to you as the teacher. So those are kind of the two main strategies that I wanted to talk about. And now we're going to go into a little bit of information and detail about how you can find and share podcasts with students. These are kind of some more nitty gritty tech recommendations here. So most people that I've encountered tend to listen to podcasts on a smartphone. Maybe they listen to podcasts in their cars, on a tablet, even on a computer. The same can be true in the classroom. Maybe not in the car, but in the classroom. So if your students have access to a tablet, to an iPad, using a podcast app might be your best bet. The most popular podcast apps and websites for adults are probably Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You guys know I'm a podcaster. I look at analytics for my own podcast, and I find that most of my listeners are coming from Apple Podcasts and Spotify. As an iPhone user, I'm also a really big fan of Apple Podcasts personally. I'm probably biased towards that one. The interface isn't super easy to navigate. The search function honestly isn't that great. But if your students are using Chromebooks, you might want to consider using Google Podcasts. Any of these choices, they're up to you. It kind of depends on what type of devices your students are using. But once you've decided which platform you want to use, the next strategy you're going to use is you can share direct links to podcast episodes with students through your learning management system or your LMS. What's really cool about all of these different apps is that you can grab a direct link to a specific episode and you can then share that with students. So let's say you're using Google Classroom or Seesaw. Any tool that you use to distribute assignments you can grab that link from the podcast episode and share that with students through one of those digital platforms like your LMS, Google Classroom, Seesaw, etc. Now, this last option I think is really cool for in-person classroom teaching. This one is that you can also create a QR code for each episode or show that you're sharing with students and you can print it out for students to scan. So this QR code strategy is really easy for little ones, especially all they need to do is scan the QR code and it'll open up the link to the episode. Okay. So we kind of just went over like ways you can distribute podcasts to students right now to find podcasts. Let's say you really like this idea of sharing podcasts, but you don't even know where to find a kid friendly podcast. You of course can consider using a tool like ListenWise. That's our EdTech tool of the week. Or you can even use the search feature within the podcast apps, within the websites. Again, I don't really feel like this search feature is that great, which is why I've put together a list of recommended podcasts for kids. So I'm now going to share a variety of different podcasts that I think are really great for sharing with kids. These are student friendly. They're filled with some really rich learning and they work for a variety of different age levels. 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to share the name of the podcast. I'm going to give a description. I'm going to share the recommended age. And then with all of these, I'm going to have more information on the episode webpage in the show notes. So if you guys want to learn more about one of these specific podcasts, I'd highly recommend you check out the episode webpage. It's really in-depth this week. So first on my list, we have Tumble. Tumble is very popular. It's a science podcast for kids that can be enjoyed with the entire family, or in this case, your entire class. On Tumble, they tell stories about science discoveries with the help of real scientists. Join Lindsay and Marshall as they ask questions, share mysteries, and share what science is all about. Tumble is best for kids ages 6 to 12, but it's probably appropriate for all ages. Of course, you can learn more about Tumble on the episode webpage. Next on my list, we have six minutes. 11-year-old Holiday is pulled from the icy waters of Alaska with no memory of who she is or where she came from. Are her mom and dad really who they say they are? And when she begins to develop incredible abilities, she'll soon discover she's not alone in the world. This one is best for kids ages 9 and up. Now next, we have Book Club for Kids. Book Club for Kids is a free 20-minute podcast devoted to middle grade books and readers. Each show features a trio of students discussing a favorite book, an interview with the author, and a celebrity reading. This one is best for kids ages 9 to 14, but it's probably appropriate for all ages. All right, next we have Shabam Show. Shabam is a new type of science show that blends fictional stories with real science. If you love science, but you hate those awkward scientist interviews that involve graphs and confusing metaphors, you're in luck. Shabam is best for kids ages 8 to 18. Next, we have But Why, a podcast for curious kids. But Why is a show led by you, kids. You ask the questions and we find the answers. It's a big, interesting world out there. On But Why, we tackle topics large and small about nature, words, and even the end of the world. This one is best for kids ages 5 to 10. Now lastly, we have Stuff You Should Know. If you've ever wanted to know about Champagne, Satanism, the Stonewall Uprising, Chaos Theory, LSD, El Nino, True Crime, and Rosa Parks, then look no further. Josh and Chuck have you covered. Now as you might guess from this description, this one isn't age-appropriate for all students. I'd recommend using this podcast for kids ages 12 and up. However, again, as you can tell from this description, with this one, I'd highly recommend that you don't share the entire show with students and instead select a specific episode to share with them. If you're looking for even more suggestions beyond just the ones I've just shared, I'm going to have an additional list on the episode webpage for you guys to check out. As always, do your own research before playing any of these shows with your students. These are ones I've listened to, but I haven't listened to every single episode. So again, please do your research before you're playing any of these shows with your students. So in today's episode, we've gone over some benefits of using podcasts in your classroom. We've talked about strategies for introducing podcasts. We've talked about ways to distribute those to students, ways to share them with students. And I've even shared some of my go-tos and my recommendations. Before we end off today's episode, let's take a look at our learning of the week. Learning of the week. Our learning of the week this week is more of a relearning or a reminder. 
It's been a little bit of time since I've done a learning of the week. I usually only do these in these solo shows, and so it's nice to be able to reflect on some recent learnings and experiences that I've had as a teacher. There have been so many difficulties about this school year. I know, I know, it goes without saying, people have been saying this over and over again. There's more than I can name. But this week, there have been some really beautiful moments that have happened that have reminded me why I love teaching, why I love project-based learning, and why I love collaboration so much. So this past week, I've been collaborating with a science teacher at my school. Her name's Anna. She's one of the most amazing, thoughtful, collaborative educators that I've ever encountered. She's really amazing. I honestly can't say enough good things about her. And so what Anna and I did was we worked together on a PBL unit with third graders. Anna could explain this part way better than I could. She's the science teacher. She's the expert there. But in science class, third graders have been learning about ecosystems. And more specifically, they've been learning about the kelp forests in Northern California and how the overpopulation of sea urchins has been leading to the collapse of the Northern California kelp forest. So in science, students have been studying biotic and abiotic factors of ecosystems. They created systems maps to better understand biodiversity and the reasons that these kelp forests are collapsing. There's clearly been a ton of really rich science learning related to a real world problem that's happening in our state. Now this next part is where I come in. So this week, students have been going through the engineering design process to come up with a solution to remove sea urchins from the kelp. So what students did was they built a model of the kelp forest in the science lab. So they built a ton of different biotic factors. They actually built kelp. They created all these different animals, all these biotic factors that exist in real kelp forests. And they built this as a model in the science lab. Then what students did was they identified the problem, right? They did some research. That was a lot of the really great science learning that I was just talking about. And then with me, they brainstormed the needs of the divers who are going to be the ones who are safely removing the urchins from the kelp. Students created designs for this. They shared their designs with each other. They created prototypes and then they tested them on the kelp forest model that they created. So not only did students create solutions to this problem, this problem happening in the kelp forest, but they also were able to test their designs on a model that they created. So this project was really driven by the things that students were creating. Now, I wish I could share more details about this project because the learning was just so cool and magical. And it was one of those moments that made you step back and feel so grateful to be a teacher. But the real thing I want to highlight here is that I was reminded of how beautiful collaboration in the classroom really is. This school year with distance learning has made collaboration a big challenge. It's been hard to collaborate. I mean, things like breakout rooms exist, right? But collaboration on screens can be really difficult. And it was so incredible for me to see students collaborating in person. It was so cool to see students brainstorming ideas together, creating designs together, sharing their work with each other, 
really feeling engaged with learning. And it was also so amazing for me as a teacher to have the opportunity to collaborate with another colleague. In schools, you know, of course, the nature of them is that they're really collaborative, but sometimes there's not enough opportunities to feel like you can collaborate with other colleagues. And when I think about my vision for what schools could be, I feel like collaboration is so central to that. You know, I envision this environment where students collaborate, where teachers collaborate, where students and teachers collaborate with each other, where they learn from each other. And of course, I know this is happening in schools everywhere. I'm not unique in this, but it was one of those moments that made me be like, collaboration is so important. And I'm really seeing this for the first time this school year in a way that's really rich and in-depth and exciting. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the EdTech Classroom podcast. If you end up using podcasts in your classroom, let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you guys. Now, some of you who are listening, you also might be a fan of using podcasts with students already. I'd also love to hear from you. So let me know what strategies work well for you, which ones don't work at all. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, write a review, and I'll see you back here soon. Bye, friends. Thank you.